Chapter 13, Part 1 of The Wonderful Adventures of Nils by Selma Lagerlof. Translated by Velma Swanston Howard. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recorded by Gerald Moe, Tucker, Georgia. Little Carl's Island, The Storm, Friday, April 8th. The wild geese had spent the night on Olen's northern point and were now on their way to the continent. A strong south wind blew over Kalmar Sound, and they had been thrown northward. Still they worked their way toward land with good speed. But when they were nearing the first islands a powerful rumbling was heard, as if a lot of strong-winged birds had come flying, and the water under them all at once became perfectly black. Akka drew in her wings so suddenly that she almost stood still in the air. Thereupon she lowered herself to light on the edge of the sea. But before the geese had reached the water, the west storm caught up with them. Already it drove before it fogs, salt scum, and small birds. It also snatched with it the wild geese, threw them on end, and cast them toward the sea. It was a rough storm. The wild geese tried to turn back, time and again, but they couldn't do it and were driven out toward the East Sea. The storm had already blown them past Oland, and the sea lay before them, empty and desolate. There was nothing for them to do but to keep out of the water. When Akka observed that they were unable to turn back, she thought that it was needless to let the storm drive them over the entire East Sea. Therefore she sank down to the water. Now the sea was raging, and increased in violence with every second. The sea-green billows rolled forward with seething foam on their crests. Each one surged higher than the other. It was as though they raced with each other to see which could foam the wildest. But the wild geese were not afraid of the swells. On the contrary, this seemed to afford them much pleasure. They did not strain themselves with swimming, but lay and let themselves be washed up with the wave crests and down in the water dales, and had just as much fun as children in a swing. Their only anxiety was that the flock should be separated. The few land birds who drove by up in the storm cried with envy, There's no danger for you who can swim. But the wild geese were certainly not out of all danger. In the first place the rocking made them helplessly sleepy. They wished continually to turn their heads backward, poke their bills under their wings, and go to sleep. Nothing can be more dangerous than to fall asleep in this way, and Akka called out all the while, Don't go to sleep, wild geese. He that falls asleep will get away from the flock. He that gets away from the flock is lost. Despite all attempts at resistance, one after another fell asleep, and Akka herself came pretty near dozing off when she suddenly saw something round and dark rise on top of a wave. Seals, 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 cried Akka in a high, shrill voice, 
and raised herself up in the air with resounding wing strokes. It was just at the crucial moment. Before the last wild goose had time to come up from the water, the seals were so close to her that they made a grab for her feet. Then the wild geese were once more up in the storm, which drove them before it out to sea. No rest did it allow either itself or the wild geese, and no land did they see, only desolate sea. They lit on the water again as soon as they dared venture. But when they had rocked upon the waves for a while, they became sleepy again. And when they fell asleep, the seals came swimming. If old Akka had not been so wakeful, not one of them would have escaped. All day the storm raged, and it caused fearful havoc among the crowds of little birds, which at this time of year were migrating. Some were driven from their course to foreign lands, where they died of starvation. Others became so exhausted that they sank down in the sea and were drowned. Many were crushed against the cliff walls, and many became a prey for the seals. The storm continued all day, and at last Akka began to wonder if she and her flock would perish. They were now dead tired, and nowhere did they see any place where they might rest. Toward evening she no longer dared to lie down on the sea, because now it filled up all of a sudden with large ice cakes which struck against each other, and she feared they should be crushed between these. A couple of times the wild geese tried to stand on the ice crust, but one time the wild storm swept them into the water, and another time the merciless seals came creeping up on the ice. At sundown the wild geese were once more up in the air. They flew on, fearful for the night. The darkness seemed to come upon them much too quickly this night, which was so full of dangers. It was terrible that they, as yet, saw no land. How would it go with them if they were forced to stay out on the sea all night? They would either be crushed between the ice cakes or devoured by seals or separated by the storm. The heavens were cloud-bedecked, the moon hid itself, and the darkness came quickly. At the same time all nature was filled with a horror which caused the most courageous hearts to quail. Distressed bird-travelers' cries had sounded over the sea all day long, without anyone having paid the slightest attention to them, but now, when one no longer saw who it was that uttered them, they seemed mournful and terrifying. Down on the sea the ice-drifts crashed against each other with a loud rumbling noise. The seals turned up their wild hunting songs. It was as though heaven and earth were about to clash. End of chapter 13, part 1 Recording by Gerald Moe, Tucker, Georgia